Hey, it's Claire here. Can I ask you a question? Do you have an Etsy store where you wish to make more sales? Or you have been thinking to create a store on Etsy to sell your digital products, but you're not sure how to start? In this episode, our guest, Nancy, an Etsy coach, she's going to share with you the marketing strategy on Etsy and how to promote your Etsy shop like a rock star so you can attract your dream customers land on your shop. Now, sit back, take notes, and let's get started. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast with Joseph and Claire. Our definition of being your own boss means showing up for yourself so you can show up for everyone and everything personally and professionally. So congratulations on showing up, boss. We created the Digital Bosses Podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies to help you start, grow, and build a purposeful online business. If you are a business owner, creator, looking to build an impactful brand that makes a difference, you are in the right place. So let's dive in. Hello, Nancy is in the house. Welcome to the Digital Bosses Podcast. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you, Joseph and Claire. So excited to be here. Welcome, welcome. Hi, Claire. How are you? I am good. I'm so excited to have you, Nancy, this morning in our uh, Digital Bosses Podcast studio. And I am so excited to learn everything about you, especially the space of Axi. This is something I actually been wanted to learn for a long time. And I'm so excited. I think the audience is going to benefit so much from you. So thank you for being here this morning. Of course. Thank you guys for having me. I love this topic. Nancy really introduced me to Etsy because we connected over on social media. And I started following her because I was using Etsy last year when I moved to New York because I was looking for furniture stuff. And I remember thinking, oh, this is a really interesting platform. There was fashion products. It was like eBay, but not quite because they also have digital products. And then I kind of came across Nancy and Nancy specialized in this. And I would love you, Nancy, to start sharing a little bit more of who you are, what you do, and also how did you get to the digital marketing space? Because you started before digital marketing was a thing. So it's really interesting when we had our call before the recording, I was like, wow, she's been in the hood for a while. So let's dive in. Yeah. And I've been in here for a while in the digital space. So I essentially, right now, I'm an XE coach, content creator, and a digital marketing specialist. And what I do, majority of my audience are Etsy sellers and small business owners. And what I do is I help them take their shop, like how to start, manage, and scale their shop to a full-time income. That's the, the bottom line is how can you make money by selling stuff that you create, handmade products or digital products on the platform Xe, And then what I'm trying to do as well is teach them like start Xe as a starting point and then take it to the next level by building your brand outside of Xe as well. And how I started um, pretty much is I started during the last recession in 2007. So by then I was about 23, 24. I had my first home. I was going to school full time and I had a pretty decent job. I was making six figures working at a health club. And we went through the recession where I worked. They um, laid a lot of people off. I got I went from six figures to like fifteen thousand a year um, because of the recession. And I remember like, oh my god, I'm about to lose my home. So frantically, like everyone else that does, like during COVID two years ago, I started googling on how to make money online. I knew that people made money online. I just didn't know of anyone. It's not like now, you know, there weren't that many resources back then. So I just started Googling, you know, how to make money online. 
unfortunately, I didn't make enough money to save my home. I ended up losing my home. Um, a few years later, I ended up doing um, a, a bankruptcy as well. But during that time, I fell in love with the digital space. And that's literally how it started for me. Wow. I remember 2007. Well, and then around that time, like all the way to 2009 and 10, that was really bad live reception because I remember that time. Um, I think at the time I was still living in Europe and then it was actually very hard to find a job too. And then a lot of, um, I think banking industries, a lot of retails, it was just so hard. And speaking of which, I love your story because not everyone will have that God to think, okay, you know what? Things are not looking too good. I need to find a different um, outlet, you know? And then most people will just start to look for another job and then maybe nine to five and then start from the beginnings. And you have that superpower to dive into digital space, which is now I want to ask you, tell us what is your superpower? And how do you inspire people just to be like you? I think my superpower is just being optimistic and just going after whatever I wanted to achieve. I feel like many people give up too soon or they don't try hard enough or they feel like they tried hard enough after like a few months. And I feel like for me, it was years before I even made money, um, to be quite honest. And I told myself, well, if I can't make money at the moment, I'm going to go back to school and I actually ended up getting a bachelor's and a master's in business or a minor in marketing because that's how much I love the digital space. So I told myself, if I can't make money from it, I at least want to work at an agency. This is a career that I want to take regardless. I either I want to make money online or I'm going to work somewhere until I make money online. And that's literally what I did. Um, so for me, it was something that I fell in love with, but what helped me keep going, even though after failure and failure and failure and trying freelance and being all over the place and, you know, having 10 different titles online, a blogger, a freelancer, you know, I create a blog and flip it and sell it and trying eBay and trying Amazon and failing at everything, um, being optimistic and keep pushing through and learning. I think those are my, my superpowers for sure. I am listening to you, Nancy, and what is coming up for me is resilience. This resilience to going from one type of business to the other. And it's really fascinating how you've been able to pivot so much. And it is such a big lesson for anyone listening, finding themselves in a moment where they have so many avenues they can take, but not really show where they can go next. Now, let's dive into Etsy for a second. Etsy is a really interesting platform to me because the very first time I went to Etsy, I thought it was an e-commerce. So I thought it was the place where you go if you didn't want to go to eBay because you can buy furniture, you can buy clothing, you can buy accessories. But then it wasn't until I needed something for a client, I needed a specific type of template, I remember, for a fitness brand, that I started to shop digital products. And that really opened a whole world for me because I realized how much there is in there for anyone looking to, you know, sell a digital product or buy one. Now, I would love to ask you, what are the three biggest misconceptions for Etsy that you still have when they come to you? Of course. Um, yeah, the first misconception that I get a lot is that I get a lot of people tell me Etsy is a platform that's impossible to make a full-time income. And what I tell my students is right now there's about 96.3 million shoppers, but sellers, there's only 4.6 million. 
So it's a huge gap. There's room, enough, enough room for everyone to make money. It's just the fact of finding the right products and making sure that you do your market research and product research because not everything sells on Etsy. Some products do fall short. So as long as you do those two combinations, that's going to help you have a better chance of building a successful Etsy store. The second misconception that I get is I'm just going to add a, a whole bunch of random products to my store and hopefully I will make a sale. So they add keychains, phone cases, digital stickers, digital planners. You know, they start selling all random things. And I, what I tell people is just because you're adding a whole bunch of products doesn't mean that more products you add, more sales you will get. You have to treat it as a real business. And niching down and starting very niche is going to help you build authority is going to help you become an expert in a specific niche and adding all these random things it all only does it confuses your audience confuses the algorithm and then it's not really going to help you you might get occasional sales here and there but it's really not going to help you grow to a full-time income which for majority of people they want to make six figures or more so if you want to be taken serious is niching down is the best way to go and the third one that i get is i get a lot of favorites but they're not translating in sales, so Etsy might not be right for me. And the reason why you get a lot of favorites, that's actually not a negative thing. That's actually a positive thing because if people are liking your products, it means that you're creating a product that is I, you know, eye appealing and people like, exactly. But the problem is that if you're selling the same product that another 100,000 other people are selling, that's why it's so much harder to break through the competition and get sales. People are overwhelmed with options. If you go to Etsy right now and you type in, let's say, wedding printables, there's so many of them. So if you're not focused on your niche and really diving into a niche that's in demand or a niche that's underserved that many people are searching for but not to maybe part grading, and you start creating products just like everyone else, yeah, they're going to like your product. And then they're going to keep shopping around until they find someone that has a cheaper price or maybe offer them like something extra with that product, maybe like a freebie or something. Some people will sell like a wedding invite and you get the free thank you note or thank you card. So they're gonna they're looking for that because they have options. It's almost like when we are shopping, if we're looking for, let's say a new camera, we might go to Amazon, we might go to eBay, we might do a Google search because we have options, we know that. But when you are creating products that are high in demand, products that not too many people are searching for, I mean, not too many people are creating, guess what? People are not going to favor and leave. They're going to buy your product. They're going to probably, they probably will pay premium price and the shipping as well because of the fact that they know I can't get this product anywhere else or I've been looking for it and I haven't found it. So let me just go ahead and, you know, grab it from the store. But these are the three misconceptions I get all the time. I love that. And, you know, it is all about being as specific as possibly you can be. It, it is a really big takeaway there. But I want to ask you, before I leave the mic to Claire, how did you start in Etsy? Because I think you told me you started out of wedding products research, wasn't there? So dive into this. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, thank you for asking. So how I started, again, it was another thing to try. To be honest, I was like, I'm try Etsy because I went in there in 2014 because I had got engaged and one of my friends told me shop on Etsy. I've never heard of Etsy before. I'm not one of those people that are crafty, do yourself type of project, nothing. I've never done nothing like that. 
you know, a Pinterest kind of girl. <laughs> I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm loud, but not then, right? So I ended up going in there to buy some wedding stuff and my online marketing brain started rolling. I'm like, oh my God, like I could do digital products. Well, I don't know how to do digital products, but I want to do digital products. And I ended up buying from this lady, like a wedding table numbers, like a sitting chart. I ended up buying um, a sign for my weddings, a whole bunch of other stuff. I paid like $65 and I downloaded it and I'm like, this is genius. Like she doesn't ship it out. I'm editing it. I have to take it to, you know, pink calls to get it printed out. How can I sell the thing? So when I started, I didn't know how to do, I thought you had to be a graphic designer to be able to create products. So what I did was I started doing um, music and movie lyrics using Word documents. So I would take like this girl's on fire by Alicia Keys. I would type it in a word document, save it as a PDF and sell it on Etsy. So that's what I started doing. Just selling black and white sayings, like movie lyrics, um, song lyrics, anything popular at the time, like shake it off by Taylor Swift. However, right. I saw everyone else doing it too. I was like, Oh, that's easy. I don't need no graphic designs to do that. That's easy. Anyone could do this. So I started doing that. But in the course of like the first six months, I got hit with infringement notices because the difference between me and the other stores is I already knew how to grow an online brand. I knew how to grow, you know, social media. I knew how to get traffic. So I started getting a lot of attention and therefore I started getting a lot of reports. So I had to educate myself and say, okay, okay, I cannot sell copyright stuff. What am I doing? So I started all over again, and that was my breaking point because I already had about a thousand listings created because it was easy. I could do 20 a day. I know I have spent like, it's so easy. You know, I had done like um, about a thousand listings in like six months. So I told myself, okay, do I stop this or do I just start all over again? So I started all over again, and I said, what can I do? And I started the wedding niche because the year before that, I had just gotten married, and I learned a lot through my wedding. So I was like, you know what, I could, I could learn. And I just taught myself everything. I learned about licensing, how to buy clip art, how you don't need to be a graphic designer to create an invitation. I didn't know that. And that's kind of how it started for me. And that's how I, I created a whole wedding store and started selling like printables, table shards, etc. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, of course. It's just black and white text. It's easy, isn't it? Right. Well, the main difference between both of them is that with Kajabi, you have to bring in your own traffic. You have to already have some type of brand awareness establishment with your brand versus on Xe, You could start an Xe store today, have zero online presence, have a zero email list and generate 21,000 like I did my first year in XE without really utilizing anything else. So you definitely could make a lot of money on XE without having an established brand. Versus on Kabaji, what you have to do is if you already have an email list and if you already have um, some type of audience, that's the audience that you are emailing, right? Or um, using social media to drive traffic to that page. So what I tell people all the time is that if you are starting out and you don't have online presence or you don't have a large email list, it is a lot easier to start on Etsy, 
built your brand, you built your email list, built your social media platform of choice, right? Whatever platform your audience hangs out. And then once you have established yourself a little bit better and you know you have an audience that you could remarket to, then move to a platform like Tishable or Kabaji where you could, one, pay less fees on XC, obviously, and make more money. And even price your prices a little bit higher because you're not competing with so many people as well. I love this, Nancy. You explained this so well. And it is really interesting because this allows anybody that is listening to this, that is thinking of launching a digital product or perhaps is on the work for a digital product right now, but they are scared that they're not going to sell out with social media. This allows you to have another avenue that you can use. And, you know, it is really good to have an opportunity there where you can create your product, you have your offer, your signature offer, you put it out there to the world to see, and then you can kind of work back engineering. You can sell it first and then market it later. So it kind of works both ways. So that's brilliant. Nancy, I would like you to share with us, for anyone listening, looking to start with Etsy, what is the Etsy starter pack you can share with us? A few points like a method they can go to begin with Etsy. Of course. Um, so anyone starting with Etsy, um, I highly recommend that it's a, not only is it an easy platform to use, um, it's very low cost effective, especially if you're selling digital products, you know, um, it has high margins and it's really simple to start. I think the best thing that you could do um, when you are first starting out is that you need to make sure that you're doing product and market research. So market research, you could easily do that on XC or you could use like an app like um, Allura or E-Rank that are made for XC sellers. And what you want to do is you want to, when you're doing market research, whatever product you're thinking of selling, you want to see, are there any other stores that are selling this product that has been open one to two years? You don't want to look at a store that's been open like 10 years is performing because, you know, they're not really your competitors if they have millions of sales, right? So you want to make sure that you're comparing yourself with someone that just started that's as small as you are, maybe a little bit bigger, because that gives you a better chance of, of measuring if that product is going to be successful. So once you validate it and you're like, oh, okay, I found a few stores that are selling this product that opened this year or even last year and they're making money and they're selling this product, then what you want to do is you want to look at the competition because not only do you want to validate if it's going to sell on XC. And if it's not, you want to make sure it's not super saturated because if it is, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get sales. It's going to take a lot, to, a lot, a longer time for you to get that sale. So when you want to use, you could use Allura, you could use E-Rank, like I said, you could use the Etsy search bar. And what you want to do is see how many other people are selling this product. And if you see stores that are under over, I always say this number over 30,000 or more, just keep in mind, it will be a lot harder for you to get traction with that product. doesn't mean you won't make money. It just means that you're going to have to build your brand. You're going to have to be using social media as well and email marketing and kind of building that up until you get that momentum because you're competing with many people. So let's say you do find a product that's under 30,000, that's not super saturated, and you have, then you have a really great potential to grow a business that's going to get you traction and it's going to start making you money and now just have products in your store and you're like, well, nothing is selling. Maybe Etsy's not for me. No, it's not necessarily that. It's that you're creating products that are too saturated. So once you do market and product research, the next step is really, really understanding the platform you are selling. 
So whether you're using Etsy, Instagram, YouTube, you have to make sure that you know that platform. How does the SEO work in that platform? How do you optimize your listings effectively? You know, you have to make sure that you use all the features. If they give you 10 options of photos, make sure that you use all 10 options. Add a video listing of your photo because that's something new that Etsy's pushing out because pe- video is growing. Video is the future, right? So you want to make sure that you take a video. You take the time to fill out your listing description. You have an engaging description. You're talking to your ideal customer. But you need to make sure that you effectively understand the platform and you start educating yourself on how to use it so you could take advantage of the pre-built traffic. Because if you don't optimize your listings, it doesn't matter how great your brand experience is or how great your product is, no one is going to find it. And then after optimizing, what I recommend is once you have a healthy amount of listings, not a whole bunch, you want to create quality products. And let's say you have like 10 listings, your store doesn't look empty, you have a nice banner, you have your logo, you have your branding set up, your color schemes, etc. Then what you want to do is start maybe choosing one platform that your audience hangs out and start using that platform to kind of give you more momentum and start driving more traffic to your store. And what I always tell people is when you start on XC, it's overwhelming. You're a solopreneur, most likely. You're doing everything by yourself. You're learning SEO, marketing. You're the creator. You're the crafter. You're this, you're that. You're wearing so many hats. So what I recommend is just starting with one social media platform because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and you don't want to use social media the incorrect way where you're not getting engagement clicks or any traffic back because you're just posting and, and leaving to post on the next platform and you're not using it effectively to build a community. So choosing one social platform. And then after that, making sure that you are intentional with your store and you have a system in place to capture leads. Because now you're getting traffic from XCSEO, from Google automatically, from let's say Instagram, let's say you're using Instagram. So what happens to people that come to your store, but unfortunately, they're not ready to buy. They leave and never come back. So you want to have a system in place that you could convert a little bit of that traffic and that's email marketing. So you want to offer an incentive, um, something engaging for your ideal customer. I did this for my main store and I grew my email list by 64,000 um, so far by just giving a lead magnet that tells the bride, um, if you're getting married in six months, 12 months and 18 months, these are the steps you have to do. The guy took me five hours to create, but it has made me so much money. So having one really good lead magnet That if they don't buy, hopefully they join your email list, you can nurture them, and then remarket to them at a later time. If you follow this step, one, having a great product, two, optimizing your store for the fullest potential for higher conversions, three, having one social media platform that your audience hangs out, and four, having a system in place to convert that traffic, and you repeat that on a regular basis, that's how you grow your store and start generating sales and building a brand the correct way. I love that. And I also have, listening to you, I have a couple of questions I want to ask you. Let's say someone is on the service-based business space and they are doing coaching. Would you recommend to test out the offer that you're looking to sell to try out on Etsy? This is just a question that came up to my mind because I know members of the tribe on social media might be asking this. Yeah, that's a good question to ask. The thing with Etsy is, that you're not allowed to sell services. So something like coaching, you cannot sell. However, okay, I sell an XC 
critique. And how that works is that at the end of the critique, I do give them something. So when you give something to them, like a template of whatever you're critiquing, that's more of a, you created something for them. That is allowed. However, if you're doing coaching like one-on-one and you sell it on Etsy, those type of services are not allowed, unfortunately. Okay, cool. So it always has to be something tangible that people can exactly. download. And another thing listening to you, and then I'm going to leave the mic to Claire, it's about having Etsy as an extra revenue stream in your business. And I want anyone listening to this to think about this as an avenue for you to take because you can have a product that sells really well as a premium product and you could do something called white labeling, aka you create a similar product that is not as valuable as your premium product. For example, if you have a digital course that also has group coaching, you can create a different version of that with a different price point, making it cheaper and sell it on Etsy. That will become a new revenue stream for you. This is something I don't think a lot of creators and business owners think about. And white labeling is something that, for example, when I used to work in corporate and skincare, we used to do a lot. We used to have a premium brand and we used to have a mid, like a stream brand, something for drugstore, something cheaper. So it still is a revenue stream, has still the ingredients of the main product, but not to the same level of concentration. You can do this with digital product. You can create a starter pack product, which is, you know, maybe an entry-level product of your premium product, and you can sell that on Etsy, and then you can have your premium one that you market on social media. That could be another avenue. Hey, it's Claire here. How's going? Are you enjoying the episode today? And what is your biggest takeaway? If you like what you're listening, and make sure that you go over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We value your feedback and let us know how we can improve and now, back to the show. I am impressed. Why did I know you 10 years ago? Because I heard about Axie, um, I mean, many years ago. And I, I thought that was a very interesting company when it first started because I have friends that they were selling stuff. I think they still do. Like, most of the time they sell, like, you know, jewelries. And then there are also people who sell, like, secondhand clothes. And then, obviously, my message and then the the thought I have for X is always just like actual products, people who are creative and they need an outlet to sell stuff online. And then because obviously uh, at the time eBay, you know, it can be a bit scammy and that's why they, they go to Axie. But digital product especially, what, how you came out, that's a genius thing. And not many people have that entrepreneur spirit. And which is actually, I want to ask you, because in the recent years, um, digital product has become very popular. You literally can access everywhere. And um, obviously, there's also lots of choices out there, too. So I want you to kind of share, based on your experience, you know, your expertise in Axie, what is the benefit of having a digital product on Axie versus uh, Kajabi? Well, the main difference between both of them is that with Kajabi, you have to bring in your own traffic. You have to already have some type of brand awareness establishment with your brand versus on Axie. You could start an Axie store today, have zero online presence, have a zero email list, and generate 21000 like I did my first year in XC without really utilizing anything else. So you definitely could make a lot of money on XC without having an established brand. Versus on Kabaji, what you have to do is, if you already have an email list, 
And if you already have um, some type of audience, that's the audience that you are emailing, right? Or um, using social media to drive traffic to that page. So what I tell people all the time is that if you are starting out and you don't have online presence or you don't have a large email list, it is a lot easier to start on Etsy, build your brand, you build your email list, build, build your social media platform of choice, right? Whatever platform your audience hangs out. And then once you have established yourself a little bit better and you know you have an audience that you could remarket to, then move to a platform like Tishable or Kavaji where you could one, pay less fees on XC, obviously, and make more money. And even price your prices a little bit higher because you're not competing with so many people as well. Platform to use um, is very low cost effective, especially if you're selling digital products, you know, um, it has high margins and is really simple to start. I think the best thing that you could do um, when you are first starting out is that you need to make sure that you're doing product and market research. So market research, you could easily do that on Etsy or you could use like an app like um, Allura or E-Rank that are made for Etsy sellers. And what you want to do is you want to, when you're doing market research, whatever product you're thinking of selling, you want to see, are there any other stores that are selling this product that has been open one to two years? You don't want to look at a store that's been open like 10 years that's performing because, you know, they're not really your competitors if they have millions of sales, right? So you want to make sure that you're comparing yourself with someone that just started that's as small as you are, maybe a little bit bigger, because that gives you a better chance of, of measuring if that product is going to be successful. So once you validate it and you're like, oh, okay, I found a few stores that are selling this product that opened this year or even last year and they're making money and they're selling this product, then what you want to do is you want to look at the competition because not only do you want to validate if it's going to sell on XC and if it's not, you want to make sure it's not super saturated because if it is, it's going to be a lot harder for you to get sales. It's going to take a lot, a lot, a longer time for you to get that sale. So what you want to use, you could use Allura, you could use E-Rank, like I said, you could use the Etsy search bar. And what you want to do is see how many other people are selling this product. And if you see stores that are under over, I always say this number over 30,000 or more, just keep in mind, it will be a lot harder for you to get traction with that product. It doesn't mean you won't make money. It just means that you're going to have to build your brand. You're going to have to be using social media as well and email marketing and kind of building that up until you get that momentum because you're competing with many people. So let's say you do find a product that's under 30,000, that's not super saturated, and you have, then you have a really great potential to grow a business that's going to get you traction and it's going to start making you money. And now just have products in your store and you're like, well, nothing is selling. Maybe Etsy's not for me. No, it's not necessarily that. It's that you're creating products that are too saturated. So once you do market and product research, the next step is really, really understanding the platform you are selling. So whether you're using Etsy, Instagram, YouTube, you have to make sure that you know that platform. How does the SEO work in that platform? How do you optimize your listings effectively? You know, you have to make sure they use all the features. If they give you 10 options of photos, make sure that you use all 10 options. Add a video listing of your photo because that's something new that Etsy's pushing out because video is growing. Video is the future, right? So you want to make sure that you take a video. You take the time to fill out your listing description. You have an engaging description. You're talking to your ideal customer. 
but you need to make sure that you effectively understand the platform and you start educating yourself on how to use it so you could take advantage of the pre-built traffic. Because if you don't optimize your listings, it doesn't matter how great your brand experience is or how great your product is, no one is going to find it. And then after optimizing, what I recommend is once you have a healthy amount of listings, not a whole bunch, you want to create quality products. And let's say you have like 10 listings, your store doesn't look empty, you have a nice banner, you have your logo, you have your branding set up, your color schemes, etc. Then what you want to do is start maybe choosing one platform that your audience hangs out and start using that platform to kind of give you more momentum and start driving more traffic to your store. And what I always tell people is when you start on Etsy, it's overwhelming. You're a solopreneur, most likely you're doing everything by yourself. You're learning SEO, marketing. You're the creator, you're the crafter, you're this, you're that. You're wearing so many hats. So what I recommend is just starting with one social media platform because you don't want to overwhelm yourself and you don't want to use social media the incorrect way where you're not getting engagement clicks or any traffic back because you're just posting and, and leaving to post on the next platform and you're not using it effectively to build a community. So choosing one social platform. And then after that, making sure that you are intentional with your store and you have a system in place to capture leads. Because now you're getting traffic from Etsy SEO, from Google automatically, from let's say Instagram, let's say you're using Instagram. So what happens to the people that come to your store, but unfortunately, they're not ready to buy. They leave and never come back. So you wanna have a system in place that you could convert a little bit of that traffic and that's email marketing. So you want to offer an incentive, um, something engaging for your ideal customer. I did this for my main store and I grew my email list by 64,000 um, so far by just giving a lead magnet that tells the bride, um, if you're getting married in six months, 12 months and 18 months, these are the steps you have to do. The guy took me five hours to create, but has made me so much money. So having one really good lead magnet that if they don't buy, hopefully they join your email list, you can nurture them and then remarket to them at a later time. If you follow this step, one, having a great product, two, optimizing your store for the fullest potential for higher conversions, three, having one social media platform that your audience hangs out, and four, having a system in place to convert that traffic and you repeat that on a regular basis, that's how you grow your store and start generating sales and building a brand the correct way. I have to say that, you know, I've learned so much through this conversation from you, Nancy. It's so impressive, you know, because I think often that we have uh, a fear of like trying new platform because something we're not familiar. And then right away we try a couple of times, why this is not making money, this is not working. But I like that how you have pointed out, you know, three methods, steps of how to win clients on Etsy. And I think this is something that me and Joe, we can totally benefit, especially at the moment, we're also currently building the digital product. And I think this is just another way of like, for business owners, you know, if you are uh, in the digital space and you've been thinking how to, you know, um, build a product on Exi, this is a perfect way for you to really get connect with Nancy and she can really show you how to find a way and then build your product. So I think it's brilliant. So thank you so much for sharing all your expertise, your experience. I'm just really blown away. 
And to really wrap up this conversation, can you tell us how can listeners find you and how can they work with you? Of course. Well, thank you. And thank you, Claire and Joseph, for having me, first of all. I'm, I'm very, very appreciative. And the best way to reach out to me, um, just go to my blog. Um, it's nancybadillo.com. So my last name is B-A-D-I-L-L-O. And when you go in there, um, I pretty much have all of my stuff there from my Etsy store to my YouTube channel, Instagram, et cetera. And um, if you have to reach out to me, I have my contact information there as well. All right. That is it for today. Now, that was a jam-packed episode full of value just for you. But let me tell you a secret. The best conversations actually happen after the show over at the Digital Bosses page on Instagram. You're more than welcome to join the tribe there. We have incredible conversations and it's full of action taker business owners just like you. So we cannot wait to see you there. Plus, if you are looking to support us and you would like to let us know what are your thoughts about today's show, Take a screenshot of the episode, tag us on your Instagram story, and let us know your feedback. We share each and every one of our listeners, and we cannot wait to share yours too. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you with Claire, same time, same place, next week.